Welcome, and thank you for listening to our podcast. First, we would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded and ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh people, and we are very privileged to be able to record in these beautiful territories. With no further ado, let's get monster mashing. Welcome to Only Wizards in the Dungeon podcast and our first campaign, Monster Mash. This is a D&D podcast about four monsters trying to survive in a fantasy world filled with the most deadly thing in all of Dungeons and Dragons, adventurers. My name is Cav and I will be your dungeon master, or as I like to call it here, Monster Masher. Uh, since this is our first episode... Let's introduce our cast of wonderful people before we start. Uh, please, uh, who are all of you, uh, mysterious people who uh, are here, and give me your wizardly welcome and a fact about yourself, uh, starting over here first. Hello, my name is Selena's pronoun she, they. A fact about myself is I really want one of those D20s, which are glittery, but then on the inside it's liquid, but I have no clue if they're actually balanced correctly, but I don't care. I just really want one. I've never seen one of those before. They're really expensive. You can get a whole set of them. And it's definitely not worth it, but I want them. Because they're pretty. Uh, Very good. Next person over here. All right. My name is Will, uh, pronounce he, him. And a fact about me, I am obsessed with live action Scooby-Doo films. And if you don't like them, don't talk to me. Just like leave now. Have you seen the one where uh, they're like in a lake and Fred is like, the guy who played Fred posted it on like Tumblr or something that he had no shirt on, and it was very strange. I, is it like the Freddie Prince Jr. actor? The the other one? I have no clue. I just remember that it had a a, a we. It was definitely straight to TV. It was straight well. To now TV. I have to know what this is. So can go watch. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You tell me this isn't the James Gunn version? No, it's not. Surprisingly, which are good. Those are fun. Those ones are good, yes. <laughs> I need to catch up on my Scooby-Doo. Yeah, definitely. Before the new Guardians, because I hear this is a Scooby-Doo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs D&D when we have Scooby-Doo? Yes, of course. <laughs> I, and also here, our next person. Hi, my name is Andy, pronouns he, him. And a fun fact about myself is I am a huge fan of Pokemon. I have a Squirtle tattoo and I may or may not have literally sat and played Pokemon for like 20 hours straight. Did you say you had a Squirtle tattoo? Have. What was that have. process like, getting rid of it? <laughs> you know, it was a process of getting it, then immediately getting rid of it. Yeah, yeah. We just chopped Long. off that part of his arm. To be fair, I got it at like 1 a.m. in Korea, and it was a long night. And then I had to take a taxi home. <laughs> All the way back to Vancouver. It was a really long taxi. <laughs> Very impressive. And our last cast member... Yes. Hello, my name is Gray. Um, my pronouns are he, him. And a fun fact about me... Well, Cav is my brother, so this should be interesting. Woo! Also, I forgot to say my pronouns. <laughs> I just realized this whole thing. And uh, he's already fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> already messing up this whole thing. We haven't even started. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, I, I should actually say my pronouns as well. He, him. Hi, everyone. So yes, the, the Monster Masher... Uh, is here. Uh, well, 
thank you all for for listening uh new listeners and thank you all for playing uh my wonderful cast uh what let's let's find out what the hell this dnd podcast is about right I, I said four monsters so let's give you a little bit of info about the world that you'll be playing in welcome to the fantasy world of lull a world of magic mystery and adventure over 400 years ago, three famous tomes were written that came to have a big influence on what would later be called the Heroic Age. The first was called the Monster Manual and had no clear author. The second was written by a self-proclaimed naturalist named Volo and was called Volo's Guide to Monsters. The third was written by the famous wizard Mordekainen and was called Mordekainen's Tome of Foes. All three quickly became essential treatises for monster hunters everywhere, for the humanoid civilizations that came to dominate much of Lull during this age. These and other tomes became classics. The rise of humanoid civilizations was not a glorious one for those displaced. Their civilizations grew at the expense of those deemed monstrous, and as these monsters were pushed into hiding or the more remote reaches of the world, their cultures, civilizations, and people adapted endured and attempted to survive in a hostile world our story is about these so-called monsters fighting for a place in the world once more and trying to discover more about their history and origins we begin at the beginning of a new era yet to be named or defined an uncertain future for monsters and humanoids looms as old knowledge is questioned new discoveries abound and the humanoid civilizations that won the contest for dominance now turn on one another we follow initially a songbird a blue sparrow, flitting through a deciduous forest at the brink of autumn. It darts through a sea of trees, rippling with red, yellow, and orange, dodging branches deftly. It flies through the boughs and breaks out from the tree line, changing course to fly above a tall stone wall around a small city called Forefront, in an area known as the Western Free Duchies. It glides into an alleyway, trying to dodge the bustling streets of this prospering town built on a hill of gray stone, and is distracted by a shining coin beside a slightly dislodged sewer grate. The bird gets distracted. It gets closer and begins to play with the coin to try and collect it. But as it investigates, it is too slow to dodge a wet, sticky frog tongue launched from a hooded figure as it pops its head out of the open grate. The figure closes the grate behind it, and the bird is brought deep into our true starting location of this story, the monster settlement of Crawl Space. We follow the hooded figure as it eats the bird, and it passes through underground sewers that transition into winding caves and old forgotten catacombs, passing areas carved out of the natural paths where small lopsided shacks and hobbled together buildings are constructed up against the walls. They reach the center of Crawl Space, known as the basement, deftly avoiding the few humanoid guards who keep an eye on the settlement and the status of their special arrangement. We leave this figure behind and see a naturally occurring cave that's been carved and reinforced into a rectangular space dotted with support pillars. A grid of buildings built from whatever could be acquired fills the space around the Undercroft Market, bustling with business amongst the monsters that call this space home and the select few humanoids from the settlement above that are permitted to trade and do business here. Our view meanders once more through a plethora of monsters, all preparing for a new market day and bringing goods for export to the city above at the approved drop-off areas. In a line of approved humanoids, we find our first character, 
being bumped around by an elf and a human, trying to get access to crawl space. They either are impatient or simply ignoring you. Possibly both, though, since they have little time for goblins. Now, according to the D&D official material, goblins are a species from the Feywild who supposedly served at one point the Queen of Air and Darkness and fought and lost a war with a god, a god fought and lost a war with a god called Maglubiet. At least that's what the wizard Mordekainen wrote more than 400 years ago. Can you really trust that guy? The classical tomes are in fact missing a key feature of goblins in the world of Lull, a little spark of chaos hidden deep within them. It is a spark that gives them a chaotic, magical aptitude, and how they receive this ability is mysterious, even to goblins themselves. With that in mind, Will, can you tell us your character's name, describe your character, and what you're doing right now as you wait to have your entry permit processed? So, my character's name is Gibbles, and similarly to High Fantasy Goblins, I'm your petite, green-skinned creature with a pointy ears and a large nose. However, the, my wardrobe choices are fairly different from classical goblins. So Gibbles is wearing a very well-kept waistcoat. You know, he has a very large-sized bow tie that's way bigger than it should be. And he also is wearing short black, short black shorts that he probably stole from some boutique for human children since he couldn't find the size, you know, for him. <clears throat> And he also really tries to maintain whatever facial hair he has, being a very sharply cut sideburns and curly mustache. Uh, so my character is currently on the way to a small bookstore, but he's having a hard time getting there. Yes, yeah, so you, you kind of are stuck uh, between this elf, between this human, kind of just like bumping into you, kind of trying to talk. They keep forgetting you're there. Every so often they kind of look at you and don't say sorry. They just continue like avoid ignoring you. Um, and you see this guard kind of processing people as they give their permits. But he they're distracted right now by this, what looks like um, uh, a... Uh, human uh, sort of grandmother, sort of elderly figure, who's who's saying, "I know I got the right permit," and they're saying, "Right, ma'am, you're not, you don't got the right permit. I'm sorry. We need to reprocess everything." I, <laughs> I will try to walk up to the, the granny and you know look at her. And how does she look? Uh, she looks like you immediately know who this is. They're actually kind of important in town. This is Mary Magdalene, the famous uh, person who runs Mary Magdalene's children's clothes and, and toy shop. Uh, and that's where you stole your shorts from. So <laughs> I quietly back off <laughs> and try to find another way into <laughs> the area. You kind of back towards the, the crowd uh, and you see they kind of initially do see you though. So they kind of go, wait, wait. Who are you? Shit. Um, no, no one important. Uh, I uh, and I try to run away. I try to like duck into some sort of small hallway that she can't. You know, like there's like a line of people. You kind of hide back into the line and crowd, and they kind of like looks confused. Okay, fine. I need to get some Drake skin, sir. You need to let me through. Um, it's for our children's summer line, and they kind of uh, continue to berate and talk to this lady. Uh, you do kind of get back into line and as you're trying to get back into line you feel the line get hit and kind of pushed um, yeah, you, fall, <laughs> you fall maybe onto the ground actually do let's let's do a roll oh. do a deck save oh, oh no first already roll. Oh, first roll okay 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 hold on it's a 12 
Okay. Modest, modest roll. <laughs> a modest roll. <laughs> modest 12. For mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> you fall, uh, but stumble. Just don't like fall on your face. Um, as you see a figure uh, run into kind of, you now look around, you turn and you see a figure has run into this line of people uh, causing a, a big kerfuffle that you were not expecting. Uh, you now, before you, as you look around to see who's, who's fallen over, I like to let everyone know that in the monster manual, uh, the creature known as a hag is described as a hateful and wretched woman who manipulates others, kidnaps and eats children and practices dark magic. Andy, can you tell us your character's name and describe for me what a so-called hag, or as you would call yourself, a coven member really looks like? Yes, my character's name is Linfell Moonchild. Linafell, excuse me, Linafell. Almost like I just made the name. Uh, and everything you said is 100% correct. The wrong, it's not accurate at all. When you look at Linafell, you see someone who they look, you can never really tell. They're either the most beautiful man you've ever seen or the most handsome woman. It's very confusing. Uh, shoulder length hair tied in a ponytail. It's a nice dark green wearing some really well-made clothing, something that looks like, you know, most people can't buy it. I Definitely not stolen. What's the thread count? Honestly, <laughs> too damn high. <laughs> Mary Magdalene is like, I smell good clothes. <laughs> I mean, she's jealous. Uh, I have a light green cloak on over some leather armor, black pants uh, with some nice leather boots. Uh, you kind of see me carrying this big, not even that big of a case behind me. It's it looks like a, it's a case for an instrument. Uh, honestly, also looks a little elvish. Pointed ears, kind of, like I said, that ageless kind of face. I have a rapier on my right side and very clean shaven. You are now on your butt. Majestically. <laughs> Majestically falling on your butt. You see the crowd kind of... Uh, scatter a bit uh, a little confused you do happen to have a permit here you were smart enough to get one to come in but as you bump into this crowd you also see a goblin stumble and for some reason you can you you're you know a coven member you can pick up magic and kind of see who may have potential this stumbling goblin keeps themselves from you know eating shit as they hit the ground <laughs> And you notice that one, that may be a new good coven member. Listen, while everyone else stay, uh, takes a step back, ah, Gibbles doesn't have time for this. He needs to get through. As Gibbles approaches you, he seems to be in a rush. Um, listen, lady, um, there is no Sephora nearby, so I would uh, tell you, you, I need to go through, okay? Please move. I'm in a rush. Actually... I kind of, ooh, ooh. Do you have a permit? Do I have a permit? You do, but it may or may not have been forged. Oh, <laughs> I, I. Why are you asking? You can come with me. Is I, this a cult thing? I don't like cult things. I wouldn't say a cult. I would say more of a practicing member oh, of lovely it's a cult women. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I really need to get through. Okay, I go with you. Oh, perfect. Now, oh, no, perfect. and I'll wait for the guy. Like, we're going. 
kind of a little rushed because I am looking over my shoulder. Worst comes to worst, I pretend like I'm your child, okay? <laughs> the the guard comes over and kind of goes, oh, yeah, no, of course, you're, I mean, okay, like someone who's so handsome, beautiful, something, I don't know, but I like you. Oh, uh, thank you. Come on, yeah, do you have a per uh, yeah, permit? Okay. And this one's with me. Mama, where's my lollipop? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. I'm your lollipop. With a mustache and sideburns. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the oldest child he's ever Puberty seen. hid me early, okay? Does the guard look like they're buying it? <laughs> uh, do a persuasion check. 18. Yeah, he he's too distracted by just like your your appearance. Uh, they go, yeah, of course. Uh, here, I'll take it. Uh, and he takes it, uh, sort of reads it, gives it back to you, and you're free to go further into crawl space. Now, where are you going? So there is a bookstore I, I really need to get to. Just some important scroll I'm looking for. Where are you heading, uh, old p m p person? You can call me Linafeld. What is your name? Uh, do I have to tell you? <laughs> I don't know. Is it like an email if you give it up? You you never know. <laughs> you don't know where you, what list you're going to find yourself I'm Gibbles, on. Gibbles. Gibbles the Goblin. Oh, Gibbles. I like that. You need to go to the bookstore, you said? Yes. I can make my way there. You you don't have to. As I said, listen, the Sephora no, we're probably already, 50 let's go. miles south. Just, you know, keep your way there. And I'm, already, I'm already pushing them. Sephora is clearly like the name of like a magical being. Yes. <laughs> like charm spells. Sponsored by Sephora. <laughs> Sephora is absolutely like a, a magical woman who just happens to live <laughs> a certain distance away. So uh, you make your way through the sort of crawl space. You're kind of making your way through. And, and Gibbles, you, you know a little more. You've come down here before. You just couldn't get a permit easily this time. It's been getting harder to come down here oh. um, recently. And you do get, you pass through what looks like a busy market, which you know is called the Undercroft. The Undercroft market is is filled with all sorts of monsters, mostly trying to collect their things so that they can sell them to the city up, up above or things being brought down to sell to the monsters. You pass through that into the outskirts to a bookshop that you've been looking for that is very important for you is called The Book Fairy, Rare Scrolls and Tomes. Like a local Barnes and Nobles, you know. <laughs> local Barnes, yeah. <laughs> How long does it take us to get there? Uh, crawl space is big, but very compact in the sort of central area. So I'd say about 10, 15 minutes of meandering your way through. Are you saying this is a misnomer and it's not an actual cross, crawl space? <laughs> I, well, so, it's much uh, bigger than a crawl space? Yeah, it's a misnomer. The entire 10 to 15 minutes, I'm just oh. like quiz, I'm interviewing you. <laughs> so tell me, where did you grow up? Yeah, extended family questions. Come on, get in yeah. What is your mother's maiden name? <laughs> my, my, Did you have a childhood friend? My therapist told me not to answer questions like that to strangers. Ooh, who's your therapist? Oh, what? no. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, entire 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. You get a lot of questions. Uh, Listen, I get almost lady, no answers. <laughs> what do you want from me? I Do you want money? I kind of look you up, up and down. Do you even have money? Ah, uh, good point. <laughs> uh, you you do find that it's 10 to 15 minutes because it's so windy. Like, even though this area is a grid, there's so many areas that are like construct, like pillars and supports and things that you do have to kind of wind around stuff. You eventually get to, yeah, the edge there. You kind of, you actually have to go through a little cavern space to get to the rarer sort of like black market areas or the rare stuff because they don't want to just put it there where the guards can see it. So you enter one of the alcoves, which is a neighborhood. Um, and uh, there's multiple alcoves. They're all different neighborhoods. And you find a store 
The store has a painted sign, a sort of shabby kind of shack that's been built into the wall. And it has uh, what looks like a crudely drawn fairy. Um, it's not a well-drawn fairy. It's wings and a bit of a smudge. But, you know, it's there. Uh, and some pink sort of like paint that glitters a bit. That's like the most magical thing about it. Our view kind of shifts to someone who's in the bookstore already and is kind of opposite a the the person who runs the book fairy uh, a dwerger who's wearing a pair of pink fairy wings is sort of sitting there uh, and a and pink boots he's sitting on a stool with his foot his uh, feet up he's smoking a pipe with purple smoke and is eyeing our next our next character uh, making sure they don't steal anything from the shelves uh, now according to the monster manual doppelgangers have no mouths pupilless eyes, bluish skin, and are known for being loners who abandon their children upon birth, live kind of alone. Uh, Selena's, what is your character's name? And what 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 are doppelgangers actually like? So my character's name is Nyx. Uh, definitely have pupils and mouths. Um, and right now, Nyx looks like a goblin and uh, kind of just have... Um, so gray green skin i also have massive mutton chops going on because goblins seem to be like really into facial hair blue cotton pantaloons and a really form-fitting black jacket with a high collar uh, very much so kind of trying to hide behind the high collar um and uh and i'm just kind of perusing the the books and trying to like get up enough confidence to talk to the bookstore owner who is blowing smoke into my face and I'm just kind <coughs> of... Are you going to buy anything? Uh, um, hi, uh, I actually kind of have a question about a book you might have maybe seen before. I know a lot about books, lady. Man... Man, all of a sudden the mutton chops just get a little thicker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit high right now. This is good stuff. Oh, okay, um, awesome. And I pull out a one of those like you you know those charcoal drawings that people do where it's like they put it up against like a gravestone and they like rub charcoal on it and you can see the image. So I pull out one of those and it's of a book cover and there's lots of like illustration. Well, what I guess it would have been like. Um, embossed in it yeah. so that you could do relief. Yeah. Um, but it's like very almost fairy tale looking uh, with characters and dramatic poses and like lots of ivy and nature and like probably a castle in the background or something. And I say, have you ever seen a, a book that had this cover on it before? Uh, it kind of looks at it. Um, the sigil was actually kind of interesting. Uh let me let me pull something out actually. Uh one one second. As he's kind of going through the what you can see is a bunch of sort of the under I guess under like a, a section of hidden air books. Uh a, a section of hidden books that are only for sale for whoever he deems kind of would be willing to pay. As you see him go under the counter, you see he kind of does that and then kind of gets distracted as a little uh, like bell op like sound happens from the door opening. So as he's looking through these books, he looks back at uh, our doppelganger and says, oh, sorry, one second, someone came in. I'll just uh, see what they uh, need. Comes up over the counter, looks at the doorway, and we see our next character, a 
mind flayer or illithid. Now, according to the monster manual and Volo's guide to monsters, mind flayers are parasitic brain-eating psionic beings in dark clothes. Many species hate them for a variety of reasons, but Gray, can you please give us your character's name and describe what a mind flayer or illithid actually is and looks like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, a few things have been blown way out of proportion, to say the least. But he's, uh, you know, standing in the doorway, a tall, looming figure. That part's right. Skinny fat. Um, with a receding hairline, prominent forehead, ring of curly shoulder-length hair that transitions into a neck-length, salt-and-pepper, greasy tentacle beard. His skin undulates and morphs in color from uh, purple to grayish-green, like the ebb and flow of an ocean. Quite beautiful. (laughs) He wears Jedi-like monkish clothing, many layers, to keep warm, sensitive skin. Terracotta prayer beads around his neck, clutches a well-worn and well-read leather-bound book in one hand, and unabashedly sports some uh, comfortable vegan open-toed footwear from a notable brand. Great, you sound like a Discovery Channel like host. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've seen this, this is, on TV. This is National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you you see that uh, he distracted uh, Dwerger. Um, not this Dwerger, but a lot of Dwerger factions do have some stories about mind flayers. You see, he sees you initially, kind of. Is a little bit confused initially. Then he goes, "Oh, sorry. Uh, training. I, I, I'm so sorry for that. I. It's just I came from a place there. Really, you're welcome. You're welcome here. Uh, you're you're a mind flare, right? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, don't pay me any mind. It's fine. Just tend to the other customers. That's all right. Uh, I'll take my time. Yeah. I'm just looking for a, a rare book. Yeah. Uh, he notices yeah. your large satchel of gold. Oh, uh, you have. Plenty to yes. Spend. I see your eyes darting to my large satchel of gold. Uh, yes, uh, your yes. large, your large sack. I mean, yes. uh, your satchel. Uh-huh. Indeed. Of, yeah. Yeah. Mm. My my character is really sad. Like this <laughs> looks really dejected um, because you stopped looking for my. I slowly fold my charcoal drawing, put it in my pocket, and continue perusing the bookshelf. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, while this interaction is happening, my character will actually go up to Nick's you know, the fellow goblin, and be like, Comrade, are you here to collect the weekly goblinology issue? Goblinology 101, volume 3. Literally, My eyes go wide. (laughs) Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes, nice. Uh, Are you excited for it? Yes, nice. And I, like, start backing away slowly. (laughs) Pulling that collar up higher. It seems to be growing. The collar does seem to be growing higher and higher oh. as I'm pulling it up. Uh, you you came in literally, so you hear another ding. And as these two people come in, uh, specifically, uh, uh, Linnefell and Gibbles walk in to see this. Gibbles approaches the goblin, starts an interaction. And you see that Dwerg kind of sees people going, oh, sorry. Um, I should, you're right. I should deal with our, my first uh, uh, customer. I'm please, so sorry. Please, uh, please go. Uh, but maybe take I care can of pull this out... poor, poor goblin. You were in the middle of uh, tending to them. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm meeting a, a mind flare. That's interesting. Um, while while uh, the fairy shop owner was distracted, 
And oh, it's a Dwergo just wearing wings. He just oh. has like fake wings. While the, while the Dwergo is distracted, can I, and like I'm backing away from... Gibbles. Gibbles. Are, are you staring at me the entire time? I am confused. Yeah. So I'm you are staring excited. at me? Yeah, I am staring can, at you. Okay. What are the chances, even while Gibbles is staring at me, that I'm kind of like backing away and then I like duck behind the desk so I like break the line of sight with everyone? Do you want to roll to hide? Yeah. Like uh, I want to roll to um, get out of everyone's line of sight. And then that, and if I do get out of everyone's line of sight, then I would probably want to transform yes. because I got the attention of yep. a goblin. So. 18 plus what would i what stat would i be at uh add your stealth and everyone add perception and roll as well to see if you mm-hmm. notice plus three so 21 i need oh, only seven uh 12 actually everyone fails <laughs> <laughs> we're already rolling against each other <laughs> great start so you're like staring at me and then i like i'm short enough that when i get behind the counter you can't see me at all <laughs> And then um, can I like do a quick like just looking around to see if anything matches the like from behind the desk if anything matches Yes, the cover uh, of it. roll roll a perception check because uh, you won't have time to investigate okay. Nine <laughs> Yeah, you don't see anything that matches right away and you see a bunch of things have been pulled up So then you can see them on the counter Okay, and then um, what would be some other small stature creatures that I've seen in crawl space? You've seen sometimes uh, a gnome comes down, uh, but there's only been one that you've seen so far. There was the granny. There was you saw that granny at the entrance. But she's famous. Yeah. Do I know she's famous? Everyone. Well, do people... I know she's famous? Roll me a history check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sixteen plus one, seventeen. You do know that they're famous. And it's gonna be really weird if like a full-size human comes out. Yeah. The, what is the shop owner's race? Dwerger. How big are they? They are medium because they are the same size as dwarves. But you said like some dwarves come through, right? Yes. If they look like sketch. Yes. Okay, I transform into a hella sketch looking dwarf, like with raggedy clothes um, <laughs> and uh, braided beard, but it's like greasy. Um, and, uh, like I look like covered in suit, I, a, a dwarf as if they had just come out of a coal mine, but yeah. they're a poor dwarf. So I, I, and then like, it looks like everywhere I touch, I should be like leaving soot stains, but I'm not. And so I just kind of like, so you see from one end, goblin goes in quick look around, can't find anything other end sooty dwarf comes out. And I, I just kind of like keep to myself. <laughs> you see that the person looks around, wait, where, uh. Where'd our, where'd our goblin friend go? Okay, uh, well, in that case, um, for you, good sir, uh, here are some uh, very expensive and exciting options. We, these are all, uh, you know, found by uh, adventurers, traders, things that have just kind of made their way into the market. Um, we got a lot of fancy scrolls. Do you have any um, plain, boring, normal, ordinary scrolls? Uh, we do. They're all on the side, but you would probably want to see one of these. Uh, I'd like all of you to do a perception check on the scrolls. I got a 17. 21. 13. 13 enough for specifically Nyx. Nyx, you see a scroll. 21 on my end. (laughs) (laughs) Not flexing or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Nyx, you see a scroll that you, what you do see is that it has a specific shine to it. It looks a lot like the vellum that was used to make it shines like the book that bound itself to you back in your past. With a 21, specifically Gibbles, you see that scroll. It does not shimmer for you, but it does make something inside you ripple 
as if water is being dripped into a still pool. In like a good way or in like in a, a bad way? In a, in a ple- pleasant wa- Chinese water torture way. <laughs> is, it, is it rippled for our pleasure is what we're asking Like a here. warm chocolate <laughs> going down my throat type of way? Or? Uh, it is in a disconcerting way. You've never felt this feeling before. For, uh, for your character, who, what was your character's name actually? Right. Uh, Dr. Elaine Albert Watts. You can call me Al. People, you know, people will call you. What's in a name? <laughs> yeah. We're all just tumbling through the universe, yeah. the multiverse, the many planes. Are you Dr. Strange? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not very nice to call someone strange. You can uh, call me Al. My friends would have called me Al. <laughs> your friends would? This is already feeling like a little dark right now. <laughs> oh dear. So when you see this scroll put on the table, for you, again, you, you don't really have a magical... Uh, sort of connection so it looks incredibly old and mm-hmm. quite like it's very it's small it's not like a huge scroll it's almost like a letter that has been rolled up but has these sort of scroll sort of caps and you can kind of notice that immediately for our wonderful coven member with your role what was it again 17 you sense some form of magic you've never sensed before coming from this scroll it doesn't feel like a ripple because you don't have that attunement but it it seems like you don't see a shine, but it sort of lulls you towards it. More so than my goblin friend who I just made. Oh, God. Uh, not in the same way. Uh, it doesn't feel like something you could bring into the coven or use for the coven necessarily. It just seems very strange. For Nyx, you see that the sides of the caps have a symbol, which you haven't seen before, but it looks like... Uh, there's a similarity or something strange about it that reminds you of the symbol on your book. So everyone is staring at it? Yeah, everyone is kind of staring at it. How high would you have to roll to sleight of hand it while everyone is staring at it? You could try. If I fail, it's going to be so bad. I'm thinking about it, but I've, I've decided against it. My wisdom is low, however. Good, sir. How much are you charging for that? Uh, it's very old and it's uh, quite fancy. I also got it from a collector who, I can't, it's, it was very strange. It's been passed down a long time. Are we all standing like next to the same? You pulled them up for, for me, but they're all, everyone's around now. Everyone crowded. huddled slowly <laughs> over time. <laughs> yeah. I will look at the witch and I'll ask you, how much do you want me in your cult? I wouldn't try to trick you into joining. Okay. I won't make you. Here, how about this? You give me favor, I potentially join your cult. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. What kind of favor? And first off, can I do a check to see if the shopkeep was full of shit? No. Sure. Would this be a... Arcana. 12. That's enough to notice that whatever you're sensing, it's not fake. And this person has very little magical potential. He put some magic enchanted paint, but that was all that's in his shop that's magic. So it, it seems like most of his scrolls are like rare manuals, old editions. He doesn't have anything in, in his shop right now that would match this in age and also the intricacy of the scroll caps. Okay, listen, three blocks away from here, there's a really tiny, tiny alley. I will meet you there, okay? For now, you cover me. And at this moment, I will cast magic hands and I'll try to grab the scroll. You're going to cast mage hand or magic hands? (laughs) At this very moment, I'll cast mage hand and wizard, I'll try to grab the scroll and yeet out of there. At this very moment, I'm going to cast jazz hand. No. (laughs) I would like you to do a sleight of hand check. 
19. Okay, and roll me a d20 for a wild magic surge. Oh, yeah. 19. You're fine. <laughs> so you grab it and you see that he doesn't see the spell get cast, so it gets pulled off the table very quickly to you. You see that there was a price tag. It says 100 gold pieces, so yeah, it's expensive. And Nick sees as you pull it towards you, it kind of unfurls a little bit. Nick, do a perception check. One. <laughs> the first uh, one. Ooh. Nat Had one. To get out. Uh, you don't Dang, see it any... looks pretty. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> ooh. Wow, a uh. scroll. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see anything on the scroll as it moves past. But I did notice the uh, on the caps, it was like the sigil and stuff like that, and the shimmer. So yeah. I just have no clue what's in it. Yeah. Got it. Dr. Elaine, you see... On the table, a map has also kind of been put, but it's like a really old map. So you could get a map there if you wanted uh, or something, if you wanted to grab that. But you see that all these people- I do people, love a good map. I do. <laughs> all these people start to prepare to book it. I think Linafell is just like, wait, what? Linafell is not used to this type of life. Well, she got herself into something now. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a child, Linafell. <laughs> An adult man child. So yeah, at this very moment, I will try to leave the store. Okay. The Dwerger will try to stop you. So uh, it's gonna he's going to attempt to try and grapple you as you're starting to leave. But wouldn't he be on the other end of the counter? He will have disadvantage okay. as he tries to leave. All right. Five or five. Do you want me to roll? Uh, no, because that is not enough to hit your AC. So <laughs> you are able to dodge uh, and, and, and get out. The only issue is that now uh, Dr. Elaine is in the way. So Dr. Elaine, will you help these people take this uh, this scroll? They all look, well, one looks not poor, but two of them look very poor. <laughs> well, n knowledge is life. So I just wish that they would have asked for me to maybe assist them in purchasing it as opposed to resorting to such dastardly measures. I think I shall post up in the doorway. Yes, I, I feel as though I've been personally violated as I may have wanted to purchase that one, but I'm not sure. You hear uh, the Dwerger yell out, that is not you. Hey, you gotta pay for that. That's a hundred gold pieces. Oh, a hundred gold pieces for yeah. a scroll. Yes, it's rare. And I just step aside. <laughs> <laughs> I I will uh, say as I'm leaving, eh, my mom over there, she'll pay. Right, mom? And I keep moving as I say I, that. And, um, when they <laughs> that were, little son of a when bitch. When Gibbles was talking to, to Linnefell, did because we're all in a huddle, did I overhear Gibbles say, uh, I'll meet you like two blocks over? Uh, everyone do a perception check who was nearby. Fuck. 23. Uh, 11. Five. I just, I follow him. I follow Gibbles as fast as I can. Just an FYI. I lied about that location. I want to get rid yeah, of so that as well. I, I follow yeah. Gibbles. You follow Gibbles. You heard the location, but as they come out of the doorway, you do see that they're not going to that location. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hope this doesn't turn into a Peter Parker origin story. You see a, a large uh, drow that is part spider who's just walking on the ceiling. There's already one <laughs> oh, spider person here. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't leave. I just kind of, I'm staying and I have no idea who that little, that little goblin was. You see that Nyx has run out with Gibbles and Dr. Elaine and Linnefell are standing there. You see the director say, well, if you catch him out, I'll, I'll give you a half off a book. I, I can go look for them, I guess. I, are you interested? Um, I suppose. I, I'm, not, I, I'm in no rush, are you? 
I'm in really no rush. In fact, I've I'm halfway through this book, so this one book in my hand, so I could I could just continue. The, I you know I don't need to start a new book. I'm already reading four or five at once. I just come on, you could you could help me out, right? I just got robbed. Right. No, it's true. That did happen. I, I watched. Do, I saw that happen. I do feel very bad for you. I don't know if you actually feel bad or you'd be chasing after them. Um. Yeah. Uh. Uh, how about y- you could chase after them, and we could look after your bookstore for you. Fine! And he runs out the door. Perfect. Podcast sponsor, Audible. Why read if you can listen? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sick of reading five books at once? <laughs> you can listen to two you in could each li- year. <laughs> you could listen to three while reading two. While reading two. Do I have any faint, like traces because you said i you can kind of feel yeah but if you try if you follow behind i will say that you would have an advantage on a uh perception check to or it'd be survival to follow well are, uh, are you just do you really want to stay at the bookstore well now i feel like he's there it's it's just a potential target for anybody else looking to steal and honestly i'm not really looking for part-time work you know i'm i'm a busy person so i guess is, is it just you and I in the stacks? Yeah, I want to go. Go where? <laughs> I guess we can go, go down there. I can kind of follow if we want to go after them. I mean, that oh, scroll oh, was oh, really oh, nice. You went, oh, yeah, 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 right, right. We can go. Yeah, let's go after them. Yeah, yeah. let's look. Let's do that. Are you sure you didn't want a book to go? <laughs> no, I feel like I've embarrassed myself. <laughs> let's go. You, I'll follow you. So I guess I'm you know, try to follow them. Yes. Do a, I'll let you do survival or perception, whatever is higher, and you have advantage. They're both fine. 18. 18. Okay, yeah. So you can follow the trace of the sort of magic you felt in uh, Gibbles and follow behind them as Gibbles goes to wherever Gibbles is going to and uh, Nyx follows. Could you describe what the right outside the, like, is it crowded? Yeah. Is it- so you you two, so Nyx and Gibbles. Gibbles ran out into a alcove, which is a sort of ramshackle neighborhood that is built into a naturally occurring cavern, a sewer area, or ossuary slash crypt. I would say that Gibbles would try to run through that marketplace that was overcrowded because I want to lose anyone who's after me while at the same time trying to look at the scroll. Yeah. So you come out, you turn sort of left, you go back the way you came instead of going further into other alcoves and you come into the Undercroft market and are now meandering through the Undercroft market. Do, do a perception check to see if you notice whether someone is following you. 16. Should I roll to see how well I can blend into the crowd and then if I succeed, he does it with disadvantage? Uh, do a stealth check to see if you can beat that perception check. 14 total. Okay. You do see the soot-covered dwarf at the corner of your eye following you. Next to a perception check to see who is following you. Eight. <laughs> uh, wait, perception? Yeah, plus zero. Eight. And Linafel and Dr. Elaine, please do a... Stealth check. And I say as we're following, I'm trying to introduce myself. Do I get any ting from... No. Okay. Well, then I just like to have a nice little chat. You know, get to know each other. Uh, you said stealth? Yeah. Uh, 17. Uh, 13. Nyx does not notice anyone following them. Fun. So are we in a crowded area yet? Yes. You're now going through the Undercroft, which is a central market in the basement, the center of Crawl Space. So it's very much a meandering crowd of different monsters you see slad you see some abolith spawn you see just random sort of creatures all meandering through with some humanoids but very few humanoids okay so because i think no one's following me and because we're in a crowded place what i'm going to do 
is I'm going to, and I know I'd be going from a small creature to a medium creature, so it, the, the motion is very much so someone who was bent over standing up so it doesn't really draw attention. Yeah. And I'm going to transform into who I think is Gibble's mom, <laughs> Linifel, uh, to continue following who I think is my child. Okay, please do for Linifel and for... But they Dr. would only Elaine. see my back. But I would assume you would know what your back looks yes. like. For Linifel and Dr. Elaine. I guess Linifel actually do a perception check. And Dr. Elaine also do a perception check. 10. 13. Do a stealth check. Fuck. Okay. So Six total. Linifel, you see the soot-covered dwarf turn into you as they're running. Through, Dr. through a crowd. Through a crowd. <laughs> Dr. Elaine, you also see this soot-covered dwarf turn into a taller person as they're running through the crowd. I would also like... Uh, Gibbles to do a perception check to see if you notice the person who's following you change. I would say that Gibbles wouldn't even... Because uh, Gibbles wants to look at the scroll that he True. just stole, so I don't think he's really paying okay. attention to whoever okay. is trying to go after him, just trying to like yeah. duck into an escape rather than yeah. be... Yeah. You open the scroll and see a letter. The letter is in a language you can't read. It seems... Very strange. In the top right corner, there is a sigil that is drawn in what looks like ink, uh, sort of blue ink. But that ink is shining a little bit into your eyes. It feels like there's something kind of unique to it. So the symbol that you see drawn on this letter and with some sort of notes written under it with some question, like some question marks, well, the symbols that you may think may be question marks, is sort of a humanoid sort of approximation with their arms up in the air and outstretched and behind them what looks like lines indicating or symbolizing fireworks or some form of light explosion or maybe stars shooting stars it's hard to denote what the actual image is because it looks like a abstraction of something I look at it and go, is this some sort of convention ad? What is this? Why is the hands go up? I don't understand. But it looks special. And I keep running because I don't want anyone to get it. Do a stealth check for me. But uh, yeah, do a stealth check for me. 12. Okay, everyone here do a perception check. 10. 21. Linafel, you have advantage as well, but 21 is pretty good. So see if you get... Yeah, 21. Uh, Nix, can you actually roll with advantage? Or, no, so um, with, with Vantage, it's still a 10. Okay, so Linafel and Dr. Elaine, you see Gibbles go off and go to a corner, hiding kind of in uh, what looks like an alcove they know of or like a space they know of that would maybe keep them safe. You see specifically Linafel, that's not Linafel, uh, run past that space. You go to that space and turn left because you look around looking to see where Gibbles went. If you fail, you're out of the campaign. Two. <laughs> uh -oh. Bye, everyone. It was really nice. So I, I guess I just keep running past, and then I realize I don't see Gibbles anymore. <laughs> and are there, like, guards? Yes, there are some, like, guards, and there are humanoid guards. I do the thing that, like, moms do at the mall, where I go up to the guard, and I'm like, I, I can't find my child. I need to find my child. They look what, what you, I don't know what small you're and green and have a, a mustache with sideburns. And um, my child likes to read. Okay. So if I've seen anyone. <laughs> Three. There's another guard who's with them. They don't pay attention to elf. children. Yeah, they don't. So the elf got like a 12. 
So I think I saw someone run over that way. It's like an elf sort of guard, uh, but I, I'm not certain. Um, and they kind of point towards the general area where, where they are. Do you have any abilities or skills that you could try to use? You could try to use investigation here if you want to try and maybe find them, but come after their sort of interaction. Um, just, I'm looking at my spells. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you could use yeah. to help. Detect magic wouldn't work because there's too many people around, I'm assuming. Or would I be able it to like, actually, detect magic because it, of like the shimmeriness of it? If you use detect magic, uh, something may happen. It would stand out. Okay, and I just say to the guards, thank you for helping me find my child. And then I like wander off and um, I cast detect magic at a first level. You are surprised when you cast the spell because what you were not expecting is to be so overwhelmed. A beacon of magic down an alleyway is powerfully emanating and it's only obvious to you now that you've used detect magic. I like gasp and my eyes go wide and I look around just in case someone sees me and I'm like, I love my child. And then I like run off <laughs> all of <laughs> the alleyway. So Gibbles, you run into an alleyway. You, you find yourself in a little alcove. Uh, you're hidden. But as you kind of wait in the alleyway, you see, uh, you see Linafel run past and then you see Linafel again with Dr. Elaine turn into the alleyway and kind of you did a stealth check but they see you because you kind of knock over a pile of garbage uh with your scroll uh there's no exit out of here there's just the two of them nix you run towards the alleyway where you saw the pulse of magic you also look exactly like linofel as you run into the space so uh what do you kind of say as Gibbles is now being confronted by Dr. Al and the real Linnefell. Um, Good doppelganger backup plan when you ever show up as the exact same person that you happen to be following by accident. Um, I just kind of look at Linnefell and I go, hello, sister, long lost sister. Now, I, I understand that this is not a sister, correct? Yes, it would be very, very, very difficult for someone to be your sister who you don't know. That's what I thought. Well, this is interesting. Are who are you? Your your sister, and that must be my long lost nephew. Hi. Yes, yes. It would make sense for that to be the case. One big family. Yeah. I would say at first Gibbles doesn't really pay attention to them, mainly because the scroll he's looking at could be something that he was looking for for months finally. He has to just like double check it. But then at some point, you know, the annoyance that is gathered behind him is too much to handle. So he does turn around and says, what are you, what, there's two of you now? What is happening? Well, one, I mean, let me just, uh, I'll take a gander at trying to explain. There is a long lost uh, relative that has <laughs> met uh, their oh. their their communing for the first time, oh coming God. together. Congratulations! It's a family reunion the, of sorts. This is not true, oh. whatsoever. He's not your son. Oh no! It's very interesting. He, I'm not. No, no, no. She's creepy cult lady. This is this is not my son. Wait a sec. I thought I was your aunt. My aunt. Yeah, because that's no. your mom, and I'm her long lost sister. 
That's a nice scroll you have there. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this is not some sort of telenovela, okay? We don't have to... What is happening? Who are you? I'm Al. <laughs> no one asked you. <laughs> let's, let's, um, nice. Mmm. Okay, are you some sort of changeling or something? You just look really weird. That's racist. Um, How is not, it racist? I'm not a changeling. Changelings are a whole nother. And then I switch into a changeling and they're like very, very like bleach white. Um, and I like have red flashing eyes. Oh, oh God, vitamin yeah. D. Does someone have vitamin D? <laughs> <laughs> and I switch back to Linafel. I'm like, that's what a changeling is. Well, yeah, no. So yes. not a changeling. Yes. But why are you looking like me? Oh, I can explain. I think you are a doppelganger of sorts. I don't want to uh, yeah, assume. Yeah, yeah. You, you've heard of us before? Oh, I love the there reading literature There's about a difference? the history I have no of the doppelganger. Idea. Once again, racist, both Ugh. of you. Racist. No, there's a clear <laughs> distinction between the two. Mm -hmm, indeed. Okay, you, you didn't know about I have this? no time for your weird trivia questions here, okay? Um, this scroll, listen, It's I really need it. I, I have to go. I'm sorry. You know, tomorrow I give it back. Okay, bye now. And I, I kind of try to walk away. I would very much like to look at that, if you don't mind. I will leave you alone. I will not make you. It's not a cult. I will never force someone to join. I won't even give you the 20-minute presentation. Do you give me a middle finger promise on this? I will give you both middle fingers okay. promise. Okay, well, in that case, I have to. Okay, here. But just a few moments, okay? I... It's important to me. Of course. I you, hand over the scroll. And you stole it fair and square. Borrowed it square and fair. There's a difference. <laughs> fair enough. I guess I'll, I'll start opening it. Do I understand anything on it? Yes. So you open up the scroll and you see this sigil. The You can't read any of the writing, but you can see the sigil itself is in a different kind of ink. And it has what looks like a approximation of a figure with their arms outstretched above them. And then the second half of what is a circle, so this whole sigil is a circle, has these sort of lines uh, that have almost a sparkling quality or a sparking quality to them, almost like fireworks or shooting stars. And you kind of look at it with without much knowledge of the writing, but you can kind of see the, the image itself. So specifically for Nyx, do you try to kind of go behind and look over? I, I was kind of making my Linafel arms a little bit longer to like reach over a Linafel. You can, we can look at it together. It's creepy. My, my Slenderman arms retract back to normal size and I just kind of, oh, uh, thanks. And then I kind of uh, touch it just to get a better view of it. We're just sharing the book. Yeah, we're basically both sharing a book. Fair <laughs> enough. Al, would you like to see this? Uh, yeah, the communication style of this family is very interesting. <laughs> we're not a family, Virdo Al. We're not a family. Yet. <laughs> yet. An ominous okay, yet. Oh, God. <laughs> sure, let me take a look. Yes. So you look over as well, and now all of you are kind of looking over this, this scroll. Weird, well, not Weird Al, <laughs> Dr. Al. <laughs> weird Al. We have a new name. Hey! <laughs> Dr. Al, not Weird Al, but Dr. Al. Uh, you see, when Nyx looks at it, you, you can't read any of the writing. But for some reason, you immediately know, or at least know the meaning of the sigil. You don't know how or why. It almost feels like it's a part of 
yourself or just uh, innate knowledge, something that you didn't, like a thought almost invading your mind. And the words that come uh, to you are the jubilant. And But I don't understand anything else about the scroll, right? No, it's very mysterious. Uh, and it, is it the same kind of, have I felt something similar before in relation to the book? Yes, it reminds you of the experience you had with the book. And the paper shimmer also reminds you of the paper in the book uh, when you opened it. Okay. Does any of the text move? Uh, no, not when you're just looking at it. All right. When I touch it. As you go towards it and start to touch the paper, you see that the sigil, specifically the ink of the sigil, begins to warp and sort of melt. It loses its shape and it absorbs itself into your fingers and into your body, just like the book you found in the past did. All of the people here see something else happen to them that they've never experienced before. The paper kind of glows a little bit with some form of magic. And on Dr. Al's hand, there is a symbol of a swirling, almost snake-like figure with a bright blue dot at its head coiling towards the center of the circle. On our wonderful Lenefell's hand, you see the sigil that was on the paper appear. On our wonderful uh, goblin's hand, you see a sigil that is not complete. It looks like it is a burn mark that has just appeared as if a huge cigarette had been like snuffed out on your hand. Are you all seeing what I'm seeing? What just happened? Uh, well, it, it depends on what you're seeing because well, I'm we seeing all have things. our own eyes <laughs> and our own <laughs> I, perspective seeing, of the world. I'm seeing this sigil appear on my fucking hand. Oh, 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 yes, I see that as well. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Um, I've completely shifted back to my regular form, which would be a very bright blue, bright purple with kind of like large white, um, <laughs> for lack of a better word, cow spots um, all over them and no hair. And I'm just kind of like staring at my hands where the sigil absorbed into. And then when I realize you guys are all talking and like discussing, I snap back to looking like Lunafell. Do we? Do I know any of the symbols? Like, I know yeah, I don't know mine. Gibbles but... for a second thinks it's like some sort of like a prank at this point, but you guys all seem genuinely surprised. So none of you know what the sigils mean, except for Nix, who knows kind of intrinsically what the sigil that was on the paper was, and also what your sigil was. And again, you only know the words, the jubilant. I guess I look at all of you and I go, "Does the jubilant mean anything to?" Any of you? Ah, uh, yes. Jubilance, the uh, feeling of intense joy, overwhelming happiness. But Have like... you ever experienced this? <laughs> 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 yeah, I was thinking more like a historical figure or a story figure. I mean, it's a place. Could it be a place? Place. I don't know. I haven't read it. I'm thinking more uh, a person or, I guess what someone might consider a monster. But... How about we all go back and ask for a refund, you know, at the bookstore? I don't know if I want that thing on my hands. You have not paid. All right. Oh. And we did not pay. And I point to Dr. Al. 
Right, yeah. No, we, we have not paid for Technically, we're supposed the items to, that we're, we are in possession of. That's correct. Well, I think I, we're actually supposed to be working, if I remember. I pointed to right, Dr. Right, that's why we left, we left the bookstore unattended <laughs> in <laughs> oh, the crawl spaces. I, <laughs> I point out to uh, Dr. Al's 100 gold pouch, you know, and I'm like, well, someone can pay for us. I see you're looking at my 100 gold pouch. <laughs> Listen, I would have taken it and paid, but I'm allergic to gold, so I can't really do that, you know? Allergic to gold. A long story, okay? I, you know, people think goblins, people think goblins love gold and we're greedy, but uh, we actually are allergic. Yeah, it gives, it really makes our goblin zima worse. Yeah, our, our skin color reds. It's not good. It's a ve- very serious skin condition. Very bad I, rash. I, yeah, bad rash. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I shift into Gibbles, but with a red rash, and I ask, like this? <laughs> no, it's worse. <laughs> You get those weird pimples all over your body. Not even baby powder can get them off. As, as you describe it, I start adding pimples like Why? this. <laughs> Why? That Why? is a very this, severe skin condition that this you're is, experiencing right this now. This is deeply disturbing. But um, Skin may- conditions can happen to anyone. I mean, I, I, uh, I have a, a minor one myself, some sensitivity to life. All right, Doc, Doc A, we, we get it. We don't need you to keep uh, mansplaining your knowledge to us, okay? I'm not menstruating. and I'm <laughs> simply explaining what's going on with my skin. Do I think anyone in my coven would actually know any of these symbols, or would it just be so... It's something you've never seen before. And also, I, you notice that they've faded, so they only appeared for a moment. As you're kind of looking at your hands, confused, having had this experience... You also notice that the paper has lost its luster. Anyone who could have seen that shine do not does not see it anymore. Your detect magic spell no longer registers any magic from it. And it appears to be a normal paper with indescribable writing as the very sigil that was on it has disappeared. Also, as you kind of are confused thinking about maybe going back to work at the bookstore with your new job you found, I guess, uh, you hear... A commotion specifically from the Undercroft market towards the entrance from forefront to crawl space. And you see monsters running by the alleyway trying to get away from what looks like something kind of further away in the market space. You're relatively close. So if you poke your heads out, you can see what is happening. You look past the sort of Ali's entrance back towards the Undercroft Market to see what's going on. You see a leader of some sort with a sort of black hat with a buckle on the trim, black waistcoat uh, with a small little like cloak that only goes halfway down their body. You also see they're wearing these sort of black pants with a little bit of a poof, white uh, knee-high socks and black shoes. And they are directing what looks like a group of four individuals who have seemingly attacked some monsters, maybe some humanoids, started to light things on fire with torches, and also have captured the guards and a few other individuals and have tied them up at the entrance. The leader who is leading this group has a brand that is hot, like a hot iron. And as one of the humanoids asks them what they're doing as they start to light the market on fire wax them across the face with the hot iron uh, to make them quiet. You see a bunch of monsters starting to run away uh, past the little street into the other alcoves where they can maybe hide and a bunch of sort of chaos starting to erupt from that direction. What do you do? 
Oh no, is this even Blacker Friday? I forgot, it's the day. Oh no, we gotta run. <laughs> you all poke your heads out looking to see if it's even Blacker Friday. Now official <laughs> Blackest got, Friday. We could have had such a great deal on those books. Do I recognize the... You absolutely notice and know exactly who these people are. This group of individuals are known as the witch hunters of the order of perpetual purity. However, they often go by the other name of the witch hunters army. Specifically, you notice exactly their outfits. They look basically like, think of Puritans, but uh, with a little more poofy sort of uh, hip uh, sort of, uh, sort airbags. Of like air, yeah, airbags. <laughs> they have like the bum rolls that yeah, like the the, the Victorian era would tie on, or yeah. some era. Yeah, the bum rolls. Um, and the early balloons. Yes, they have uh, torches and pitchforks, and some of them have blades, and they're sort of lifting the tables. Um, Gibbles, you know about this group, but people in forefront kind of think they're crazy. They have been accosting forefront for a bit asking for them to change laws because they believe that they are too open to the temptations of monsters and witches. I will tell the group, oh, guys, I know who they are. It's your cliche villains, you know? They're probably going to try to make us either join their cult or hang us and tell we're some sort of witches, you know? Oh, very, very cliche. How many are there? From where you're standing, it's hard to see... But it looks like there's maybe three, maybe four witch hunters. Uh, you see that the three or four that are busy burning buildings are distracted. So you would be able to surprise them. I'm going to slap a hand on a Gibbles. And I'm going to give him one of my coven marks. Okay. Cool. And then, yeah. And the leader holding the brand, is he the only one there for the witch hunters? Or is he... He is, they're all witch hunters, but they're all part of the witch hunters army. That person, you know, is like a witch hunter general, because that means that they're in charge of this group. But like, I stare at the witch hunters and uh, just like hatred, like as much as you can, like, like, I see like a mortal enemy kind of thing. Like I'm finding it really hard to turn away. So um, the one who's holding a brand about to brand these people like what is how many of the monsters are there versus how many of the pilgrims are in that situation so between you and them is, is are four but they're distracted burning things and flipping tables so is there one about to brand some people yes are they 60 feet away yes more than 60 feet away they're within 60 feet for they're sure within 60 feet how many people are holding brands there is only the leader okay um the rest have what torches. brands are they holding it, balenciaga uh, <laughs> Nike, Gucci, a Nike brand of iron. No, no. Um, it you can see what looks like a a sort of like scary looking face um, that has been crossed out. On it's a weird sort of brand. It's very hard to see from a distance, but I'll say specifically, Linafel knows what brand it is. I look around for a heavy rock. Yep, there's a few stones kind of here that you could use. I cast um, catapult. Okay. And aim it at the leader holding the brand. So um, choose one object weighing one to five pounds within range. Um, I'm guessing I should like roll a d4. It's a, you roll to attack. It's an attack roll with it because. So I was just saying like um, for how much it weighs. Can, or can I just say it's a oh, five pound rock? It'll be a, a five yeah, pound rock. Yeah, I pick up the heaviest rock. Okay. Um, and then 
Within range that isn't being worn or carried, the object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet in a direction you choose before falling to the ground, stopping early if it impacts against a solid surface. If the object would strike a creature, the creature must make a de dexterity saving throw. Let's see if they do a dex save. They get an 18. So I have to roll against an 18? Uh, no, they. Uh, what's your spell save, DC? 11. All of you can see, uh, specifically, Nyx cast a spell that causes a rock to fly. The rock misses the leader, but the leader yells uh, and kind of uh, screams, uh, looking to see who did it, and immediately takes the hot brand and swipes one of the faces of the captured prisoners with it, uh, and then proceeds to go into a prayer stance. We should add oh some my. content warning to this. <laughs> I'm going to cast Crown of Madness on him. Are you within nine? Is, what's the it's 120 feet. Yes, you can cast it. Yeah. So it's just a spell save. Okay, spell save. You got to be 14. Wisdom. Okay, wisdom is low for them, but he still got a 15. Fuck. Who is the closest? Um... There are, within 60 feet, four witch hunters burning buildings. Are they... Have are they and that's the closest ones? Yeah. And are they facing in my direction? They're completely unaware of any of you. I, <laughs> I just kind of look at these guys and I'm like, any of them could be doppelgangers. And then I um go I go into stealth. I bust out the daggers. Because <laughs> like I don't I don't know like any of these people could be doppelgangers. So I have to be sure. Yeah, I'm just. I'm going to kill every single one of them, and I'm just gonna. Start Try, to walk. Yeah, I'm going to start to walk. And I'm going to um, disguise self again. Yep. But I'm going to go into a traditional. Mm. Like what what people think a hag really looks like. I I um, change into one of the first pilgrims I saw that isn't the leader. Perfect. You turn into a pilgrim. Yeah. You turn into, yeah, describe what your hag form looks like. This is what you see like in a horror book that really would probably steal and eat children and or goblins who they're trying to become friends with. Like she never even heard of Sephora. Never. Yeah. <laughs> the brilliant Sephora. Oh, the glamour wizard. I'm just the disguised self for it. Just green skin, long, like warty nose. Spirit Halloween wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly with a witch hat and like fingers are kind of like crooked and like so just kind of like gnarly teeth. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> I was next to that thing for so long today. <laughs> okay, luckily none of them see you, so I'm just rolling collectively for them. I'm going to ask you to roll initiative because these sort of humanoid Puritan, well, these witch hunters are starting to rush through and trying to destroy crawl spaces, buildings. Nine, and is it plus anything? Yeah, plus your initiative bonus. Yeah, you have initiative on top. Which is your dexterity? Uh, I have bonus. a 21. Oh, I have a 12. A 10. 14. Uh, Linafel, you're the first to act. You have a surprise round. What would you like to do? Okay. I'm going to, one, I guess as my bonus action, I'm going to. Do I see where uh, Nyx has gone? Uh, yeah, you saw Nyx turn into a witch hunter and then run kind of towards, but is in stealth. So actually, roll a stealth check as well to see. So roll for stealth. Uh, 15. Okay, that's higher than their passive perception for sure. So none of the ones burning see you. Okay, so never mind. I don't need to do that. Well, actually, I will. I'm going to look at you, and I am going to give you some bardic inspiration in the sense of 
my face just kind of shifts a little bit back to like my normal beautiful slash handsome self. I'm just going to give you a little wink, turn around, just face right back into it and just keep going. And I'm just going to make my way towards them like right in the open. I'm not trying to hide. Fueled by rage. Let's see if they notice you. Okay, they do notice you this time. Uh, the next person is Al. Well, I would uh, much rather resolve our differences diplomatically, but I will fight if necessary to defend my family. <laughs> I have no choice but to pull out the fisticuffs, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I'll attempt to, uh, to make an unarmed strike against uh, one of these. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say that you kind of walk over... Uh, we'll say everyone can kind of get there in time and still get the surprise around. So Littlefell walks over, looks like a hag. They all turn, but Al runs forward and karate chops yeah. one of them in the, in the neck. Littlefell just like, whoa. Yep. Oh, yeah. Roll your attack. <laughs> I did not expect this. Aren't you supposed to be casting like magic or something? Uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, six. Only a six. You see. Oh. <laughs> hits the shoulder and this like kind of very much hopped up on adrenaline uh like sort of uh, this very hopped up on adrenaline witch hunter ignores the blow and like turns to you and says the monster the monster and then proceeds to like square up with you gibbles looks at weird owl and is just like uh I'm not the only one who thought he is a wizard, right? Like, we all thought he's a wizard, right? Uh, what? I, I'm clearly a monk. I, I'm, I'm wearing... I've... 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 Cloistered, I wear all these... These robes, uh, and I'm... And I have a prayer uh, beads on, uh, and I'm... Cleric, maybe? Very celestially <laughs> connected. Listen, this is a plot twist even I did not expect. I have... <laughs> look, I have... I have... I have... Look at my... Stances, my, oh, my martial arts Are you stances? sure you're not a warlock? <laughs> I like to imagine that while this is going, this is like a side conversation, all the guards are just like staring too, just like, I really thought he was a wizard too. Yeah, they're all confused. <laughs> all of them are stunned. They're like, oh my God, a Seriously. hag. And then a guy, come, a, a person with tentacles on their face runs over and hits on what? That wasn't a wizard. I'm 65 years old and in incredible shape. There's no way I would be a wizard. I would be, I, I look, I can do a handstand. I can do a <laughs> cartwheel. You go into warrior pose. Yeah. You have advantage actually. So we should let you roll a second attack or like roll with it. You should roll with advantage. See if that changed the. Changes. Yeah. 15. Okay. That time you would hit one of them. I'll let you roll damage against one that got that. The one that you hit one in the shoulder. Chop. <laughs> Maybe he's casting some sort of illusion that, you know, kind of looks like a monk. And isn't. it's a uh, two damage. <laughs> two damage. I really thought it was going to be like a karate chop. Yeah, and then he was going to, uh, you know, I thought there was going to be an yeah, explosion. He keeps surprising uh, us, you know. <laughs> uh, Gibbles, it's your turn. Or Nyx, it's your turn. Sorry. <gasps> Nyx is okay, dare you. So all of the pilgrims, I'm assuming, are, or majority of the pilgrims are looking at Linnefell. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Linnefell and then the... And then um, at Dr. Al. Yeah. Okay. So the two closest to me, Yeah. what I want is the one who is... I want to aim a throwing dagger Okay. at 
the person who is second closest to me. Okay. Would that be an action? Yes, it'd be an attack roll. Could I also do true strike, true strike, or is that two action? I think it's two because true strike is a action to cast. Then you use it the next. Okay, so then then I'm just going to throw the dagger. Roll at... an attack roll, a ranged attack roll. Can you sneak attack while throwing a dagger? Yes. And I can only throw one dagger at a time. Yes, and then you have to pick it up. So after. I'm going to sneak attack, throw a dagger while the while disguised as a pilgrim. So 16? 16. A 16 hits. You hear a pilgrim look so betrayed and say, Brother Jameson, Brother Jameson, why? I, I look at the other pilgrim, the one that was closer to me, and I'm like, it was Brother Thomas. Brother Thomas. <laughs> and then can I roll like persuasion yeah, or you something? Roll persuasion. Or deception, I Yeah, think. roll deception. Remember, you have bardic inspiration too, by the way. Yes, you do. If you want so to you can always you can add a d6 to something. Oh, shit. Uh, do you want to add a d6? It may not be that worth it. It's so it. I just say it was Brother Thomas. Clearly I got the name wrong. <laughs> yeah. It was Brother Thomas. <laughs> Brother Jameson. That time at the cabin. It meant nothing to you. <laughs> then um, I get to roll 2d6 of additional damage. Yes, so roll, roll 2d6 in addition to the to damage the... it would do. 1d4. 1 plus 2d6. 6. Uh, so 11. Okay. You you see as you hit him, all he says is, Brother David Davison. And you see you've punctured his uh, a vital organ and he slumps to the ground, his hand grabbing at your clothes and failing to, to hold you as he dies in front of you. Um, for, for the next round, uh, tell me if I can do this. But for intimidation, as this guy, the guy who's sitting, standing next to the one who just is like dying, how does he look? Um, the one who's standing next to him looks confused and also looks at him and looks at you and says, I loved that man. And you realize you accidentally okay. joined okay. a so very what I weird do triangle. Is I copy what the dying man looks like with How the blood can, and everything. Are you trying to break up a thruple? What is this? And, How much can you do uh, in one turn? <laughs> and then I look at him and I'm trying to do this for intimidation. Yeah. Can I can I roll to see if I clock it being a love triangle? Uh, yeah, you can do so. Do, 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 do an uh, insight check. We're all just waiting here yeah, with Queer eighteen plus those queer inquisitors. 20. That hits. I I look at him dead in the eye, um, and I want to look as like wounded, like you know the over dramatic, like someone's dying and gasping for breath. And I look him dead in the eye and go, I never loved you. And okay. I want that to carry to the next turn. <laughs> okay. I'll say uh, bonus action. Yeah. You can change your form as a bonus action. And then yeah. that is said. Uh, can she roll for like emotional damage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all heavily invested in this at this point. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know uh, at the start of his turn, whether he's terrified. Gibbles, it's your turn. So before I take my turn, I, I've been thinking about this for a solid 20 minutes and I want to ask everyone here, as well as our listeners, what does a hag that is a bard even look like? Like, does a hag have like really long nails and they play some instrument? Like, how does it work? Like, what? All I the best even... to play the lute with. Oh, God. I can't even imagine a hag was the instrument. Anyway, sorry. A little segue. I will cast the Caves Vault on the other guard. Okay. It's there. Roll an attack. So I'm going to roll. Oh, it's like 23. Yes. This is a guard that I just traumatized or a different guard? The other guard. Let's do the <laughs> other guard. Yeah, when the guard to suffer a little more. <laughs> All right, so it's 2d8 second and a 2, 5, 7, and a 
a hag a hag who plays the lute is just a musician that, that doesn't use a pick and grows their nails out instead. It's Ed Sheeran with acrylics. That's so right. I will, I will deal 10 lightning damage. How would you like to kill this witch hunter? <clears throat> I guess as the bolt pierces their eyeballs <laughs> and shocks their full body, giving them a heart attack, you will be like... Oh, I didn't expect them to be so weak. <laughs> uh, please roll a uh, also wild magic surge. Uh, 18. So, yeah. So now Not it's enough. to four. One to four. Chaos um, is brewing. You see that the witch hunters, one is, so let's see wisdom save for the witch hunter that has been no, traumatized. No, no saving for him. He rolled a three. You see he starts to cry and doesn't do anything this round. The other two... Um, because one, oh no, two are dead. The last one looks at the leader and says, should I get the cavalry, sir? And you see that the, uh, sort of leader draws their fencing sword, uh, put, and has their brand and says, I shall deal with these monsters myself. Why I'm not Sir Reginald Buffery Von Stein. You see, he points his blade at specifically the hag because he thinks that that's the most pressing threat. And... Uh, goes to try and attack you. Boy, is he wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, he has. He got a 17 to hit. Definitely hits. And then an 11 to hit. Uh, the 11 misses. Okay. I'm the first one taking damage. Yes, Feels you're going right to take... Nice. I did just walk down the middle of the street. You're going to take four sla- uh, piercing and uh, four fire because of the brand. The brand is also iron, so please make a... Uh, constitution save. You know, maybe walking down the street just, like, trying to be intimidating wasn't the best call. Yeah, I failed. That, that okay. was a good old two. You just have disadvantage on the next uh, uh, attack you would do this round because it, you feel the iron disrupt your form a little bit and disrupt you. Well, actually, probably when he hits me, my form goes back to... Yeah, yeah. So you kind of, like, lose the, the glamour initially. Um, he says... See, they're already running away. They think they can fight us. But you do see that all of you attacking has sort of galvanized a lot of the other monsters. So it's starting to turn against this group that's come in here. Um, And he says, we shall expunge this city. We shall expunge it. You see that he starts to try and rally whoever he can, but it's going to be a rough fight for them. Now, Linnefell, what would you like to do? The leaders in front of you, most of their scouting group is gone. So I'm going to start with a bonus action of unsettling words. Ooh. I'm going to look at him and be like, all of your men are going to die. You will die. And we will personally shove that sword so far up your ass. When I said uh, use your words to sort out your issues, I didn't expect you to entice them to <laughs> rage. <laughs> why, why are you prodding them? <laughs> Quit provoking them with your words. <laughs> Please. Completely ignoring. Yep. Uh, Al, I'm going to then cast uh, Hold Person. Okay. And you subtract D6. They fail. And now that they cannot move. Yes. I can't do anything else, really. I'm just going to, I'm going to back up a little bit. Yep. Because, you know, that hurt. Yep. And... I don't like iron. Yep. And I guess that's my turn. Hey, Al. Darn your vapid mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You'll learn to love it. I feel like you weren't impressed by my key abilities this last turn. Let me show you what I can do. And then I will pull out my uh, telescoping quarterstaff from deep within my robe. 
Yeah. Um, I have to fish for it a little bit because it's, I got layers, so I have to go under one layer and then, and then, and then it's not within that one. And then I get kind of confused and it's within another one and it's, but I find it eventually and it springs out and I take a two-handed attack on um, the uh, the leader then. The leader is paralyzed, so if you hit, you auto-crit. I'll do that. I will do such a thing. I'll do such I'll do an auto I'll do an attack on the leader, the paralyzed leader. Does he get advantage on it? I think you also get advantage because he is paralyzed. 19 22. Yes, yeah, so a 22 will hit. Okay, 1 8 7. So, uh 11. Okay, 11 damage. You see this sort of leader looks terrified because he can't move. Uh. Uh, not done yet, though. Because uh, <laughs> I'm not just an old man. I have a key. <laughs> I will expend a, a, a key point to take two more unarmed strikes, which, you know, admittedly didn't do shit last time, but at least I can get a couple of hits off on this this uh, tel- you know, paralyzed individual. Is this a dream? Am I dreaming? This cannot be happening Wah, right now. <laughs> Are these also auto crits? Yes. Oh, three oh, twice. No. So one, one misses. I got another one though. Nine plus three. Four, uh, that's twelve. Twelve. Just twelve. 12? Okay, twelve is not enough to hit this oh, guy. Oh no! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh! 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 I tweaked my back. <laughs> Oi. That's more like it. Linnell <laughs> <laughs> standing there, like arm open, like the whole per- concentrating, a whole person, like staring, like hurry up! What the fuck are you doing? Come on! What the shit? Then we go to Nyx. Okay, so sneak attack only works if it's a distance or a finesse weapon. No, I, I, it only works if you are attacking with advantage. Am I attacking with advantage because I've traumatized this person? <laughs> yeah. You're also attacking with advantage against the leader because they're paralyzed. So either one would let you sneak attack. You can also, also if an ally is adjacent, you get to use sneak attack. Okay, um, so I'm going to attack the guy that's right in front of me. 10 plus anything? Five. Plus five, or 15. That will hit. So it's my D4 plus three plus two D6s. Yeah. Okay, five plus three, eight. 10. How would you like to do it? Okay, so I go in for an... I just told him, I never loved you. And then I go in for an embrace. I stab him directly in the heart and then gently lower him. And then when my face is covered, so like no one can see me. And so like I'm bending over. um, Can I roll for a history check for what would be a local legend for like monsters? Yeah, you can do that. Kind of sick, you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of brutal. Six plus one. You don't know of any from this area. Because I because I can't think of any particular local legend, I just um, shift into Frida the Fierce. I don't know if they know Frida the Fierce. Basically, huge orc. Um, Beautiful. Big red braids, like Pippi Longstocking coming out of the side. It looks like I have an axe. It's not really an axe, but it's just, you know. And I kind of turn to the crowd my stance is perfect, you know, huge, intimidating, and out of my mouth comes, come on, let's fight! And then I turn back. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, do a persuasion check. Very convincing. <laughs> With disadvantage. <laughs> I feel less than motivated. With disadvantage, indeed. With disadvantage. <laughs> oh, boy. But isn't it canceled out by how awesome I looked? Okay, I'll say yeah. Okay, 16 plus 1, 17. Okay, 17. You see, yeah, the crowd of monsters like that has run away starting to come back. They're trying to push them away and, and, and pushing them back towards the entrance. Now it is 
Gibbles, so the leaders left. The rest the are kind of retreating. The leaders left, and uh, Gibbles would try to walk a little closer to the leader and be like, "You will face my wrath." And then I will roll a case bolt again. <laughs> the small goblin. <laughs> Twenty. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Points at their face. Ten once again. Roll a wild magic surge. Still. Still good. Still good. How bloodied is the leader? The leader is very injured right now. Oh, you also auto crit. So roll double dice. Wait, he's paralyzed. Yeah, he's paralyzed. Oh. I might have taken a hit, but I did at least paralyze him. Another 20. Because you, you're you also within five feet. You walked up to yeah. him, right? So you walk over, stick your finger right in his face, say what you said. <laughs> yeah. You will perish at my sight. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <What>? yeah. <laughs> say hello to my little friend. <laughs> And then <laughs> his hat flies off his head as his head explodes. Oh my yeah. god! Light. Someone needs to take Biggest that sword. Jump. You see, how, yeah, the beautiful silver sword inlaid. Um, a packet sort of falls on the ground. You see that the humanoids that were captured are actually the guards who were guarding the entrance here, um, and uh, one of the uh, sort of other people coming to sell things. Do you do you take their their bind bindings off and let them go? Of course. You take Wait, them off. Of course? Question mark. <laughs> uh, when I look into like the crowd of everyone, do I see any familiar forms? Like of of doppelgangers I would know. Not in this moment. But do a perception check. <laughs> I think then for my for uh Linafeld, I'm going I look down at the body that of the yep. deceased uh witch hunter. I kick it, I spit on it, and then I go over to um one of the guards who got branded in the face. And I'm like, never let it be said that the moon child didn't help. And I'm going to cast cure wounds on him. And... That's very thankful. Yeah, I will definitely uncuff them because even though they're human yeah. or humanoid. humanoids, yeah. you know, we're not bad guys. So you take the... that rep. We're, we're not fucking monsters. Come on. <laughs> you take the rope off and... As you do, they they thank you. They, one of them, the elf sort of guard, looks at you and he says, "Thank you so much. I, I, we didn't know they were even going to come in here. They claimed they had had a, made an agreement or something with the the council, the leadership up in forefront. That we had no idea they'd come in here and start burning everything. And it's just this is just supposedly a squadron. We were jumped. Um, thank you so much, uh, whoever you are." Do I notice any of the pilgrim-looking people still nearby? No, they've all had to either escape through the exit or to go deeper into crawl space to find the other exits. Could you inquire at the local authorities if the council members did indeed give them that permission? Um, sure. Yeah, I could ask. Because this sounds sussy as fuck. I I'm going to start... Checking the body. Yeah, you checked the body. Because you said something fell out. Yes, you see what looks like a package of some letters, what looks like a signed letter from a witch hunter, and specifically a witch hunter grand general named Eunice Priory Jameson. Uh, Do I recognize that name? Yes. Eunice Priory Jameson is a name that you've heard before in passing amongst the coven leadership. That is currently the most powerful and most influential witch hunter of this order and it appears to be a letter saying that they should acquire entry to investigate the existence of a monster city and of witches in forefront and to do so by any means necessary because the council has been difficult you also see a thing that is quite upsetting to you a witch hunter's witch finder kit filled with 
thin iron needles and a handbook describing how to find a witch. I'm going to pick up the book and act- is this an actual like real book? Is it really helpful or is it just a bunch of yeah. volo bullshit? A lot of it is really not true. <laughs> a lot of it is things like they can turn to cats and they have uh, familiars and all these other things. Some of it is true though, which is upsetting. The fact that they know that iron will make your forms become obvious. They know that you have a coven mark, but they call it a witch's mark somewhere on your body. And there's also a claim that you can transform into anyone. So they need to be very careful to check any woman in particular, because they are very suspicious of women. Those uh, handbooks are are absolutely hazardous in their inaccuracies and and authenticity. It's pure pure propaganda. Can I pick up the needles? Yes. You pick up the needles. They do not cause you to have an issue. Okay, so I pocket them along with my daggers. I'm going to take the book and put it in my pocket and just be like, although a lot of it is really fake news, some of this is... A little too close to home. Yeah, like, you know, you being into cults and stuff. So as as you are all waiting around here, the guards thank you for your help. They kind of prepare to help and, and the monsters try to fix what's been damaged and broken and burnt. You see what looks like a, a bugbear, kind of butler, kind of walks over to all of you. A little bit of speckled uh, hair, like little gray hairs mixed amongst a brown shaggy coat. He's wearing a very nice outfit um hello are you the party in question who helped fight the intruders that depends who is asking you are all invited to a celebratory and thankful dinner at the very well-known establishment granny good times traveling saloon and they kind of they give hand-cut business cards to all of you very pink very glittery and it also has what looks like a little bit of an enchanted sort of quality that makes it shimmer. Well, I I greatly appreciate your gesture, but I would like to uh, dismiss this, uh, uh, the acceptance of this, because I just feel it's quite wasteful. I don't want to contribute to the mass printing of more of these pamphlets. I feel like most of them go to... I will will take a good long look at it, and I will remember the details, and then I will hand it back to you so that you may use... On somebody else. Of course, good sir. I happen to work for the venerable Granny Good Times. And when, when I look at it, when does it say on the, like on the pamphlet, when is this meeting thingy? Oh, it's for this evening. Uh, not too long from now, actually. It's been all arranged. Well, uh, I don't mind having some good times, if you know what I mean, so I'm down to go. I could always use a drink. Dinner? A little shaky right now. Dinner and drinks. Ooh. You organize yourselves, and then I assume you go over to the traveling saloon yeah before we go does anyone take this witch hunter guy's sword i'm sword is twice as heavy as i am for all i know <laughs> i cannot touch it because it really hurts i suppose i could carry it I, i'm trying to uh, purge myself from any material items but i could carry it for you if you'd prefer I would enjoy, at the very least, we can sell it. You proceed to wander through the Undercroft, now being rebuilt after all the damage, and you find yourself going to a building that is like none other in this space, and also one that you didn't notice before. It is a full building, a full tavern, somehow underground, not made of shacks or scrap material, but instead a warm-looking wooden building with a sign that's hanging over that says, Granny Good Times traveling saloon um a group of adventurers going into a tavern i've seen that somewhere (laughs) you walk inside all of you see a warm 
and brilliantly appointed tavern. It's well furnished, lovely plush chairs, a beautiful bar, and what looks like a series of patrons, some of which you don't know if they've actually been in crawlspace before, they may just be in the tavern. You wait a little bit to see what's going on, and then you see the bugbear attendant come down and say, oh, thank you for coming. Now announcing our wonderful hostess, Granny, good times. Uh, and you see a pink floating beholder with six eye stalks, lifting cups and giving them to all sorts of patrons, large lips uh, that have been painted rouge, and a lot of makeup, who kind of floats down into the central space and says, Oh, hello. <laughs> Wonderful. It's so good to meet all of you. I heard you saved this whole place from such a dastardly plot. I look at the amount of makeup on the beholder and say, I see why there is no Sephora here. She took all of the stock for do, herself. Do you like it? I literally was with Sephora a couple days ago. It was it was transformative. And then uh, I just turned to Granny Good Times. Like I actually didn't help much. There was I think some sort of love triangle going on, and then it came to a climax, and they all murdered each other. I had nothing to do with that. My good dear. Don't lie to Granny Good Times. I happen to know that you've all done wonderful. I wanted to thank you. I'm always open to good, good monsters who are looking for a place to rest their weary heads. It's so good to see good monsters out there. And besides, I've heard that there's going to be quite a lot of trouble in the coming days. What do you mean? Well, I have heard from a recent patron that went over there. And you see what looks like a human, drunk, absolutely just shit-faced, laying on a table and you see that they are wearing a witch hunter's outfit but no hat and they are drinking something witch hunters never do more beer more beer and you see kind of goes he's been having quite a difficult time here but that's fine everyone's welcome at granny good times traveling saloon linafel looks at the man and just like kind of instantly clenches their fist why is there a witch hunter in a monster tavern. Can you explain that to us, please? Well, I don't know much about why he came here. He stumbled in drunk, warning about how something horrible was going to happen and that they were going to hurt a lot of people, and he was very guilty. So he drank himself to unconsciousness, and I said, it's fine. Granny Good Times is welcome to anyone who's uh, able to find my fast, fantastic abode. Well, thank you for having us, Granny, but I think I'm going to talk to that gentleman over there. Oh, of course. Please have fun and stay as long as you like. Uh, before Granny Good Times goes off, have I heard of Granny Good Times before? No, this is the first time any of you have heard of Granny Good oh, Times. Oh, never mind. This is a weird space. It just does not fit into any of Carl's space. Like, it's somehow as if this building has just appeared here. Ooh, can I look around for any of the secret messages? Yes, you can. Do I have to roll for that? Uh, no, you know them quite well. Okay. I would like to do an investigation check since this space does seem a little oddly placed. Yeah, you can do investigation and you don't see any doppelganger writing in here. 19. 19 is enough to notice there are a lot of in features and things in this space that don't make sense. Things that you've never seen in the like material plane before you you kind of heard of it because of school but there are certain things only found in specific planes and for example you see a living flame just in a bottle sort of moving and there's no fuel you see a lot of strange materials that are kind of opalescent and shiny specifically 
our friend uh, Al here, Dr. Al, notices that there are some items from the astral plane here. Right. I was going to say, could I could I do a uh, arcana check to see what might yeah, yeah how it, how it triggers my knowledge of the yes, plane? Yes, do an arcana check. Uh, Seventeen. That's definitely a good roll. It's enough to know this place has been a lot of places. There's these items had to have been collected from all over, as if this thing is going across multiple planes. This place is very peculiar. It's almost as if this place has been, I don't know, cascading throughout the planes, collecting souvenirs along the way, and perhaps even individuals. Like a magic school bus? <laughs> you see that? What is a school bus? <laughs> we see uh, a, a, a woman with really frizzy yeah. uh, red hair in the corner, really elaborate dress with <laughs> like, you know, stars on it. <laughs> Accompanied by a bunch of children who just look like they don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Children in a bar. It's very, hmm. Very wrong. Let's go, kids. <laughs> Why are um, they all trying to cram themselves inside of that man's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> We're learning about digestion today yeah this like crazy just like you can see is a wizard or is a uh, uh, a witch just like managing uh to cast spells to like do all this stuff with these kids all those stories about witches eating children has actually just been misfrizzled trying to teach children about like the digestive system and biology (laughs) throughout time and space yeah yeah i would like to go up to granny good times and ask what kind of illusion is this where are we you are in Granny Good Times traveling salon. Do you know what I am? The, no, beholder, yes. Oh, you know my theoretical name. Yes. Theoretical name? What? People call us beholders. We're not really beholders. We're more like dream spirits. I'm a good dream made real. A dream of a traveling place where everything's wonderful and everyone can have a good meal and a good drink. Gibbles will go up to Nix and slap them in the face. And see Ow! If, oh, not a dream. So what, what uh, fake news, what no, no. are you? I'm a dream, a manifestation. Oh, you're a dream. Oh, we're not in a dream. You're no. a dream. I am just a, a what? A good time. Oh, I, I think he, she's saying that 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 uh, she, she's living a dream. It's this is her dream. It's her passion. It's such that she experiences no what a working day in her life, and she you know, enjoys everything she's doing. That's that she doesn't want to sleep at night and she wants to wake up every morning and continue this as if it were an eternal moment throughout the uni- throughout eternity of the universe. Not at all. So on and so on and big words and much. <laughs> <laughs> My attention turns from the witch hunter just yeah. to like this conversation be like, is time passing normal? Oh, absolutely normal. If I get drunk here, will I be drunk when I leave? Yes, of course. I'll have, uh, what do you have? <laughs> Beige hands over a little, like, uh, glitzy kind of, like, beer that sparkles pink and purple. I think you misjudged me. Give me at least two. Oh, okay. Due to my immunities, can I get drunk? Uh, you could choose to, but you don't oh, have to. Oh, got it, got it. I'm going to, uh, uh, reach into my bag and, and pull out my Tupperware packed lunch, um, because I, I don't drink, so... Um, I'm going to uh, start unfolding, making my salad. I, I uh, sit next to Dr. Al, and um, I pull up a sleeve and start writing on my arm. Um, and as I write, the text like absorbs into my skin and then it disappears again. And without looking up, I just ask you, so what kind of doctor are you? Very neat trick. Well, you see, I um, and my food is um, it's very like gelatinous, amorphous looking, very... Uh, a uh, unaware 
an ignorant mind might look at this and think, oh, these are organs, brains, bodily f- tissues, and, and uh, offals. Uh, in fact, it, it is, uh, it's various uh, tofu and um, jello substitutes. Dishes, bunch, of, bunch of jello. Vegan and wild-grown mushroom byproducts. Well, I, I, uh, I'm a doctor of the spirit, of the mind, uh, mo- slowly moving towards more of a spiritual existence. So where did you get your doctorate? Uh, Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> My sisters will find this the most interesting thing. I send a message to um, Nil, and it says, found new sigil, uh, and then... I just send question mark, question mark, question mark, the jubilant. and then, On your skin? Oh, yeah, on the skin. And then I also send no sign of Ness. I, uh, I reach into my sack and pull out one more thing. and It's a jar um, with a lot of weird floating, um, strange colored substances inside. I, I try really hard to pop the seal and I get it. And then uh, I, uh, I say, oh, hey, would you like some? I made it myself. It's a pickled uh, sauerkraut and beets and yeah, uh, yeah. Sure, i'll oh. give it a shot oh perfect well some people they they look at me like i'm crazy and they think I, this stuff is disgusting it's gross it reminds them of who knows Wait, who who are these some people oh i just a drow walks by sees it and immediately goes and walks just, away see many seemingly everyone you know they don't ooh, like ooh, do i know any smell. do i know any like very like what would be considered like posh trendsetter drow? Yes. I then quickly transform into that drow. Yeah. And then I go. I would absolutely love to try your pickled pickles. Yeah, pickle, pickled pickles. Pickle, pickles. No, pickled radishes. Pickled cabbage. Pickle. Yeah, sure. I like. I don't know how it's supposed to. I just yes. put my hand in. And sure, I take that's a, a lot. Bite. That's a lot. That's and good for digestion. I like though. chew loudly, good. and I'm like, mmm, this is delicious as. Delilah, the delightful drow. And I'm like trying to make eye contact with the drow that just walked past. You kind of like look back and say, hmm, okay, I'll think about it. Gibbles. Yes? How long have you been able to do magic? Since I was born, really. I, I grew up under an academy of magic and fine arts. And I was doing it my whole life. Why are you asking? Well, the reason I became, I took you in initially. Oh God! Pardon. Is this about? <laughs> is this about joining a cult again? In that case, I don't know any magic. I never seen it before. In my life. <laughs> Once again, you don't have to join. You don't have to join. I just was. In, I felt something in you that was a little different than some others. And you, s- you see this large bow tie I have. It is a very nice yes. bow tie. Well, uh, uh, one salesman that I met kept telling me I don't have to buy it, I don't have to buy it, and I ended up buying it. So you telling me I don't have to join, you know, a, a cult consensually, I don't think it will end well, but I'll just roll with it for now. You want to hear about my magic? I would love to. I think uh, my coven would be interested in just... What you do? Well, maybe one of those days I'll tell you. When I triple check, you're not some creep who wants to kidnap into a cult. Okay, I don't. That I've is, seen too many stories like that. That is, I, that is the misconceptions that were brought by Volo, and that is fair. We do not Touché. force anyone. 
Um, while this conversation is going on, I kind of like look at them and then look at Dr. L and I go, so are they mother and son? I, I'm very out of my depth, I think, here. Um, although I did work with many families at some point, and particularly relationship conflict, um, this is this is new to me. This is the first time I've seen this sort of relationship. The first time you've seen a mother and son? Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, 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 well, if this is a mother and son relationship, then I call slap me across the face and call me Suzanne because I have not seen anything quite like this. Wait, so you're going by Suzanne now? Well, uh Su- Suz- uh Suzanne, it was a it's a figure it's a sort of a uh a, a fra- turn of phrase. It's not really a you can you can call me whatever you like. As you're kind of not trying to explain this, you see that the witch hunter who's very drunk kind of gets up and starts to meander over to get more uh drinks. Um, you see that Granny Good Times kind of like uh, tries to like, keep them up with their sort of telekinesis and says, "It's no, you don't have to move. It's fine. You can rest. It's all good." As they're trying to manage other things in the bar, um, do any of you want to approach the witch hunter in this moment? I will. You kind of see he falls on you. He looks at you and says, "Man, you're very, you're very, very pretty and handsome." Uh, never smile. Just why? Thank you. And I just kind of push them. Back into a seat. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm not Pretty, gentle. I'm not uh, being gentle, but I'm not also not like trying to start Did you know? Did you know that when the witch hunt, the, the witch hunters is just assholes sometimes. I was, just didn't know what they were. I didn't know, and then they're all assholes. Now tell me. You... Now go back to telling me how pretty a <laughs> Please comment on my hair. No. Uh, why are you here? I was, I was having a wonderful day. We came here with the witch hunter grand general, and we asked the person in the, the front about uh, the humanoids, about the you know the leaders. We asked them, let us check for witches. And then they said no. And then they said, well, we're going to do it anyways. And I said, that's not a good idea, because then you're going to hurt a bunch of people who are part of the, so the forefront. And then they cast me. They said, oh, you don't have faith, brother. And I said, what? I don't have faith? I don't have faith. I have the most faith. Such faith. I would kill for that faith, man. So I wasn't questioning anything ever at all. I wasn't. That wasn't what was happening. And so they kicked me out, and then I went down here. And I told the guards that there was going to be a bad thing. They had to leave. They were going to come down here. They were going to do something. And, and then they, they ignored me, and then I ran over here and went into this place. I had a great drink. And I said, fuck the witch hunters. They don't understand me. I did, I did so much for them. You know, I, did, I was I was a good boy. I was a good boy. He starts crying. You know, this story reminds me of a local tale, Teenager Cried Wolf. You know, of a teenager who keeps lying and then once uh, something real happens, no one believes them. Yes, yes. I, you know, they don't, I didn't think. I just thought... We're doing the right thing, right? We're doing the right thing. And then I thought, well, maybe we're not doing the right thing because they were going to brand a bunch of people. And I thought, well, that's not very good. And then next thing you know, you're out. And now you have no no brotherhood. Where did your orders come from? From Eunice Priory Jameson. And where are they? In the city. They're writing a law today that will officially destroy crawl space and evict all the monsters in the city. They got all the evidence they needed with their recent raid. What? 
you're all going to, oh, oh my god, you're a monster, you're a monster, you're all fucked, the whole city's going to get burned to the ground, and you're going to, you're all going to be screwed. <laughs> I turn into um, the leader with his face just like crushed in. So like um, not, even, not even him, just a crushed face. Yeah, yeah, like the one that we just killed. Um, and then I say, uh, we'll see what your leader says about that. Damn, we're like taking the actual villain path here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening and joining us at Oddcast. We hope you enjoyed and will subscribe to our socials for news and updates on podcast scheduling and our Patreon. Patrons get access to bonus content such as adding to the Wild Magic Table poll to expand Gibble's Wild Magic Table and extra episodes like our Only Wizards in the Dungeon Try to Play series. Our socials and Patreon link are in the episode description and show notes.